0: You're listening to The Farbringin with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 High FM. Um, it's wonderful to be here. And it's thank God, some nice news are going around the world, um, Zimbabwe. Um, and even all the abuse allegations, and finally things are coming out, you know, to the open, and people are learning to respect one another. And as much as a lot of dirty laundry is being spilled out, it's also a healthy thing that... Uh, society has to learn. So all in all, I don't think it's so bad. And you know what? If you're feeling sorry for yourself because you heard a little piece of bad news somewhere, somehow, please do yourself a favor and stop following news that depletes you and get yourself energized. So today I want to talk about dreams. DJ, you could take the mic. I have a question for you. Did you, did you ever have dreams for yourself? Night dreams. No, come on out those dreams, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about daydreams. But, yes. but not daydreams as in when you're sitting in class and you're just spacing out while your teacher's talking. But rather dreams of what you want to become in life, what you want to progress, where you want where you want to go. Uh my dream is to start my own radio station. Okay. Yeah. And run my own Good. Radio so station. what what are the chances of that dream becoming a reality? Uh at the moment it's uh I think uh I'm on thirty percent. That means I'm winning. <laughs> so, here's what, so you're going to have to listen to the show. The Jews taught the world a lot. Jewish history has taught the world a lot. We taught the world ethics and morality. Um, changed the world in so many different ways, right? Yeah, yeah. You studied a bit of Jewish history. If not, start researching it. <laughs> and, um, but here's one thing that often doesn't get enough focus, and that is that Jewish history and the Jewish people and the Torah has taught the world to dream. Yes um, the idea that we can make the world a better place, the idea that we can dream of a better world and slowly but surely create it. you have to understand until five hundred years ago nobody basically had this this imagination that the world gets better. It was you get born, you live a little bit, you suffer a lot, you have a few moments of pleasure, and you die. The world came from nowhere and is heading nowhere. People didn't focus on the past. They didn't focus on the on the future. The future was just a random thought. It was the Kabbalists, specifically people like the Arizal, etc., who introduced the world to ideas like tikkun olam, the idea that we can fix the world, we can make the world a better place. The idea that every single person As they gather, as they do more acts of goodness and kindness, as they focus on their mission in this world, as they engage with bettering themselves and creating a healthier space around them, slowly but surely they better the world. And today it's in vogue, it's totally cool to be able to have a passion to make the world a better place, whether it's saving an animal, whether it's saving humanity, whether it's teaching an ideal, whether it's bringing fighting for equality, whether it is trying to give people business opportunities, this whole idea of going out of your comfort zone to help other people make their life a better place, to take people out of um, the lower class and bring, push them to the middle class and push the middle class to an upper, a higher class, etc., to allow people to develop themselves and to develop opportunities is an incredible idea. But the idea traces itself back to one concept, that is the ability to dream. Most people don't have dreams. They actually don't have dreams. And then they sit there getting disappointed why their dreams are not materializing. Obviously, your dreams are not materializing because you actually don't know what they are. Sid Schul is going and they're selling tickets, and I just saw this Facebook ad. That's a famous joke, but they did a very good job on it, where... A guy turns to God and he says, God, if you let me win the first, you know, the raffle, I'll do this and this. And If you let me win, I'll do this and this. And eventually God comes and says, listen, I'll meet you halfway, but you have to buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't win a raffle if you don't buy a ticket. Many of us sit there saying, I don't understand why my life didn't become into much. Well, here was step one that you had to do, and that is actually know what you want your life to be, a little bit about it, and then work towards it. Two important things. In the words of the seven habits, I don't know if you've ever read the seven habits. It's a good book. Um, you first have to have the destination. You have to have the end in mind and then you could create the road how to get there. But very few people, it seems, when you talk to people, actually know what they want their life to look like. What, how do you want your family to look in 20 years? How much love is there in the family? How much, what kind of relationship do you have with your children once they're adults? What kind of relationship do you have with your spouse in 20 years time? Um, Obviously, it doesn't have to be my, my house is going to be paint pink and th- th- it's going to be exactly etc. etc. But have a visualization of what you want your house, to, your life to be, your house to be, everything. And what's incredible, and I've discovered it in my life and I've discovered it people close around me, is the more you're able to dream and visualize what the life you want for yourself and the impact you want to make in this world, the more it materializes. Often we talk about that hard work is what brings success. I think that's a very simplistic narrative. It's very it's too simplistic, it's too easy, it's it's not it's not thorough enough. You could work hard, but if you actually have no dreams of going beyond your work, you'll be stuck in your job for the next thirty years. You have to be able to work and at the same time dream of something more, and slowly but surely your dreams, you start chasing them and start t- chasing them, and slowly but surely you get somewhere. You know, the Jewish people, we've been dreaming for a very long time, whether it's L'Shanah HaVab Yerushalayim, every single year at Passover we say, L- next year in Jerusalem. I, all our prayers every day, we we pray and we we stand in front of God and say, bring us back home, return the judges, all the blessings and the requests of, of creating a better world, of believing that even though at the time we might be standing in a rut and di- living in a difficult space, we believe we can get out of it. You could have two people growing up in poverty, and one of them grows out of poverty. And I'm not only talking about poverty, financial poverty, but poverty of the mind, in education, etc. And one person makes it out, and the other person doesn't. And it's easy to sit there saying one person was lucky and one person wasn't. And often that's the case. But more often, it's one person had a dream of getting out of there, and the other person didn't. The difference often between a person who wants a who who makes a tremendous success of themselves and someone who doesn't in any area of life is how much they wanted it, how much they dreamed of it. If you don't want success, there's a very small chance that's going to hit you. There's happen. Yeah, you could win the lottery without knowing. You can uh, suddenly get a promotion by your. Uh, uh, a nice boss. Your uncle could drop dead and give you $50 million. You heard about the the kid who who turns to his uncle and says, Jack, how did you become so wealthy? So he says, well, I got off the boat and uh, I didn't have a penny to my name. And I found an apple on the street and I sold it for a penny. And then I managed to buy one apple and then I eventually bought two apples and three apples. And eventually I was selling 20 apples a day. And then my uncle died and he gave me $5 million. <laughs> yeah, that can happen. But first of all, it's not much of a success. That's just a nice uh, land, you know, windfall landing in your pocket. But in any area of our life, if we want to make an impact, if we want to have an incredible relationship, we want to be an incredible parent, you have to want to. Very few people become incredible parents just by mistake. They wake up one day and they're like, oh, I'm actually a very good father. I'm actually an incredible mom. Really? How did that happen? Wow, I've made a real impact in this world. I have no idea. Yeah, some people do it and it's it's in their sleep. Like, you know, you said they're dreaming in their sleep. But most of us, we have to dream while we're awake. It's a great story of the the founder of the Panovich Yeshiva, Bnei Brak Rav Kahneman. It's one of my personal favorite stories. He was standing there in the 1940s, I believe, and he was standing on an empty hill. And he turns to a bunch of donors and he says, I will one day build the biggest Talmudic institution in the country right over here. And a guy, one of the donors turns to him and says, Rabbi, you're dreaming. So he says, yes, but I'm not sleeping. I'm dreaming, but I'm not sleeping. In other words, I'm going to be awake and I'm going to make sure this dream happens. The courage to dream and then the courage to implement the dream. Zimbabweans had a dream for a very long time, huh? They did. And look at it. It's unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable. Nothing's perfect, and yes, Mugabe's not going down, etc., but compared to all the worst-case scenarios of how this thing would end, so far it doesn't seem to be worst-case, and please God, it won't be worst-case. It's going to be much better. And please God, in our own country as well, and please God, in many other areas of the world. You know, in communist Russia, they had, they had to dream for 70 years that one day the, get, the Iron Curtain will fall down and they'll be able to get out. They're actually celebrating now, almost to the day, 100 years since the Russian Revolution, which brought the communist regime, Lenin, uh, and eventually Stalin, and Khrushchev, and all these characters. And from 1917, 1918 until 1990, 1991, it seemed to never end. And there were few people who had a little dream. Lots of refuseniks who, who wanted to leave the country but weren't allowed to. And they dreamed that one day the Iron Curtain would fall down, and eventually it fell. The difference pre- between some of us and those who, some of us who manage to accomplish our dreams and some of us who don't is simply some have dreams and dreams get accomplished and some don't have dreams. And if you don't have a dream, then what exactly will be accomplished? Talking about dreams, here is a beautiful song on dreams, and this is in English, by the Moshav Band here on 101.9 Chai FM. Rabbi Levi Avdzan, Associate Rabbi at Linksfield Schull, talking about dreams on The Farbringen Show. You're listening to The Farbringen with Rabbi Levi on 101.9 High FM. DJ, how long did they dream for in Zimbabwe? Years, huh? Yes. Three and a half decades? Yeah. Okay. How many years did Jews dream of coming back to the Holy Land? Thousands of years? How many, year, how many years have people dreamed of freedom and democracy? How did it take freedom and democracy to take over the world? Think about it. It's only in the past 50 years that there are more democratic countries than non-democratic countries. Yeah. Okay. If you would walk around the world 100 years ago, most people were living in absolute totalitarian regimes. Think of World War II. Besides all the carnage that happened, Japan was a totalitarian regime. China. Germany. Russia. So many people, whether they were living under colonialism in India, etc., weren't able to dream, or they had dreams, but the dreams were materializing. And suddenly we live in a world that most of the world lives in freedom that over 1 billion people came out of extreme poverty in the past 25 years. And again, I know I talk about this every few months, I cannot stand. It's it's wrong, it's false, and it's, it's depressing when people think that we're living in a difficult time in history. There's always challenging times, but this is the best time in history to be alive. And... How many of humanity's dreams have changed in our lifetime, have been materialized in our lifetime, rather? Think about it. A hundred years ago, how many people died from polio or all the other sicknesses? Unfortunately, today, we still haven't found the ultimate cure for cancer, but more and more people are even surviving that. More and more people are living long, beautiful lives. But it all starts with a dream. And what boggles my mind is how few people are comfortable having dreams. You talk to them, what do you want to, what do you want to do with this world? What do you want to become? What do you want to, what difference do you want to make? Um, how do you visualize your life? People don't. So, you know, when you talk to a 10 year old, they'll say, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer, but suddenly they, they become a doctor or a lawyer and they stop dreaming. I want to marry a beautiful person and live happily ever after. Okay, but now you're married. How are you going to make that happily ever after actually work? What's your dream? Do you know, as we mentioned earlier, what kind of relationship you want to have with your kids when your kid is not only five, but 15? Most of us, when we have young children at home, we think that that's the way it's going to be forever, right? Little kids can always want to get hugs, And he's going to listen to you. And when you tell her to, you know, go to sleep, of course, daddy. Or she screams and shouts and you just take her to the room. You hold her hand. You put her in bed and everything's wonderful. And then 10 years later, suddenly it's a 15-year-old telling you, I hate you. Who do you think you are? Everyone else's mom is better than you. And you're like, oh, where did this monster come from? And suddenly we don't know how to interact with them. How many parents are amazing parents to their kids until the kids are 10? And from 10 to 20, the same parents who are incredible become absolute disasters. I know many. (laughs) Yeah, changing nappies is, is not convenient. It's not sweet. But ultimately, it doesn't take such emotional drain out of you. Even waking up for the kids at night is nothing compared to dealing with a teenager who's, who's attacking you and who's challenging your authority. But again, if you never dreamed about how you deal with it, dreamed of the kind of relationship you want with your teenager and prepare yourself for a different stage in the relationship, then you get there and there's no relationship. I'll take it even further. Some people are decent in having a relationship with their teenage children. But how many people are great in having good relationships with their adult children? I've sat across many adults, both as in people in their 70s and people in their 30s and 40s, and ask them a simple question. What kind of relationship do you have with your child or with your parent? You're both adults. What kind of relationship? And almost inevitably, the relationship isn't fantastic. It could be respectful. You go to mom on Sunday. You have a braai. You eat some burvos. You chat. You talk some gossip about the aunt. You watch a TV show together, and then you go home. How many people have a profound relationship with an adult child? Very few. Why? Because, again, it's much easier to parent the baby. They give you hugs, you hug them back. But suddenly, it's both of you are adults, and the roles have changed. And suddenly, to be able to interact as both mature adults who've had success in their own areas and are no longer dependent on one another, but rather can develop a wonderful relationship, very few people have that. Again, because we don't dream that far. We sit there saying, I want to have children. Okay, great, you want to have children, but how, what kind of relationship will you have? I want to have a good marriage. Fine. What, how does a good marriage look in 10 years' time, in 20 years' time, in 30 years' time? Do you dream of a day that you talk to each other 100% of the time with dignity, even if you're in a bad mood? Oh, is that a dream? So start working towards it. But if you just want a good marriage and you can't actually visualize what that means, I want to have, I want to find love, right? How many people say that? DJ wants find love. What does love look like? Yeah, what does it look? It sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. I mean, the movies make it sound amazing, so it must be amazing. It's not amazing. You don't find it. You create it. No, like no, 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 no. The first time I got married was the wrong person, but next time, we'll be right. Now, let's be fair and let me clarify. There are, let's say, 5% or 10% of people who are unmarriageable. So, and if we're un- the unlucky ones to marry them, then chances are you're never going to create a good marriage. But I would argue that 30 to 40% of divorces that happen could have been avoided if one or both of them started dreaming a little more. Not dreaming about marrying somebody else, but dreaming how to make this marriage better. What does it take in order to make it better? How much of my ego do I have to sacrifice in order to make it better? Many people who've married a second time will tell me that not much has changed. Unless, again, as mentioned earlier, if the first marriage was just somebody totally unhealthy that was unlivable, then the second marriage, they married a healthy person and chances are they'll find happiness. But the statistics are there. Most second marriages don't work. Bigger percent than first marriages. Because the same issues that got us out of the first relationship will get us out of the second relationship. Issues don't go away no matter who you share a house with. Issues don't go away no matter how much older you are unless we grow out of them, unless we deal with them. And when we're seeing a pattern of behavior, then we have to ask ourselves, what is the pattern? Start dreaming, start thinking, start visualizing your life and ask yourself, what's the pattern? Why am I getting into these crazy relationships? And why do I fall out of it? Am I not vulnerable enough? Do I have too much ego? I was sitting across an individual who was telling me that he knows of a divorce of someone close to him, that all it was was egos. Two egos who couldn't admit that they have egos. So much of our world can be solved. So much of our world's issues are not Mugabe kind of issues or Assad kind of issues. So many of our issues are our own issues that we, if we only start dreaming of solving them and saying, you know what, I will get myself into a space in which I will have a better life, whatever it takes. And I will have the courage to not only dream, but to implement my dream. And the first thing is to let go of that fantasy of the Hollywood version of love. The proof is, most people in Hollywood never found real love. So if they were so good and the movies were so right, you'd think that the actors and actresses would actually find real love. They don't. And yet we sit there looking at those Movies and stuff. oh, stunning! Oh, and they ended up together. Such a beautiful outcome. We dream of a life that doesn't exist, but if we actually started having real dreams and start dreaming of real life, having the maybe the word's not dream. Maybe it's just to visualize and to aspire for better lives for ourselves. We can create it. We can create a better life. But it's having courage to think out of the box. You want to have a great relationship with the adult child? Play it out for me. How's that going to work? You want to have a healthy marriage? What's going to be different? So, for example, if in the previous relationship, he said that or she said that, and you reacted in way X, how are you going to deal with it next time differently? Because chances are that same scenario is going to play out again, which whatever person you choose to have a relationship with. If you had a fight with your teenage child when they came home and they said why, how is it going to play out differently? How do you dream of a different relationship? And obviously you can't dream about how to change other people, but how are you going to make it different? To actually visualize, think about this. Visualize yourself, You're ha- you have a long day at work, tough day at work. You come home and your child or your spouse attacks you. How do you deal with it? Well, based on the way we reacted last time, chances are we're going to sit and say, I worked the whole day just to make you give a living. Have a little- How can you talk to me like that? Who do you think you are? Okay, N- now start dreaming. Start dreaming of of the life you really want. Do you want to get into a fight with your spouse? Do you want to get in a fight with your child? Do you appreciate peace over being right? Yes. Okay, so how are you going to react to that differently? What are you going to say this time? So we talk about these big dreams, solving world hunger, global warming. And these are all important dreams. But it's important to also to focus in the micro. How do we solve the global cooling of our heart? So many people are alone today. So many people don't have healthy relationships. They're doing statistics about how many people are lonely. It's incredible how many people are lonely. Where they ask questions of people, how many of your Facebook friends would actually be there at a difficult moment? The answer is half. Our main issues today are not these global issues. They are there, and yes, we have to tackle them. But small issues become big issues, and we're not dealing with our small issues like the decay of family. The amount of lonely people out there. The amount of people who cannot talk to their spouse with dignity. The amount of people who cannot have a decent relationship with their kid. How many times did I t- turn to a bunch of teenagers and said, when was the last time you had a real conversation with your parent? And 90 to 95% will sit there saying, I can't remember. Those are our real issues. Those are the things that we have to dream about. Yes, Mugabe, to take him down, please God, and the right, you know, it's happening. The big dreams. Assad's eventually going to come down, please God, without any more unnecessary death. But those aren't the only dreams we have to have. The more important dreams are the ones that are in our lives. To have more wholesome families. To dream that one day you and your brother will actually talk to each other again, even though you haven't spoken to each other for 10 years. To dream that you and your children will have the most beautiful relationship and they'll respect you and they won't be sitting and crying in therapy for the next 50 years how messed up you were. To dream of being able to support your family, to dream of, of being able to have a job that doesn't only bring in an income but makes an impact on this world. To dream that we can make our society better and that our communities can become more wholesome and more beautiful and more healthy. Those are dreams. But all too often we're so busy living that we stop dreaming of the life we want. And then 10 years down the line, we sit there saying, what has happened with my life? It hasn't gone anywhere. But it's like the famous comic of of this dog standing on the intersection. And he turns to a a cat or something and he says, which way do I go, right or left? So he says, it depends where you want to go. Do you know where you want to go? So he says, no, I don't. So he says, then it makes no difference if you go right or left. If we don't know where we want to go, then it makes no difference. and And we just make silly decisions along the way. So, for example, we fight with our family because we forgot that we are supposed to dream of having a wholesome family, and we get frivelled. We get all hurt when you know this person didn't invite me to the bar mitzvah. And we ruin the relationship. But how dare that person not invite me to their their bar mitzvah? How dare they? What kind of friends are? They? I understand. Do you want your you want to sit there getting a, a million invitations, or do you want friendships? If you want friendships and that you dream of friends, you won't take it too much to heart. As I always say, my father told me one thing. Every invitation you don't get, say thank you. You get another night to be at home. (laughs) (laughs) The guy doesn't invite you. Thanks. When people sit there saying, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for not inviting me. I'm totally fine. But regardless of that. So your spouse said something which wasn't perfect. People have weak moments. Are you going to fall apart and sit there screaming and shouting at them? which unfortunately is all too normal in, you know, in our homes? Or do we sit there saying, gosh, I want to be happy. Okay, you're in a bad mood, you're in a grouchy mood, your feelings are whatever, we'll deal with it, it's fine. I'm a big boy, I'm a big girl, we can handle it. But that's only if you want that life. But if, you, if we want to be right, and we want to just um, never have our feelings hurt, then go ahead, destroy all your relationships. Because one thing I guarantee you, if no one talks to you, you're never going to have your feelings hurt. If you break your marriage, you're never going to have your feelings hurt by that person again. If you don't talk to your kids, they're never going to break your heart. So if all you're afraid of is having your heart broken, have no rela- move to a cave. But if you want to have the, the beautiful things of life, then embrace this tough stuff. That's part of the dream. Here on 101.9, Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbrengan with Rabbi Levi Avtzan on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. Dreams become true. They do. They really do. Dreams become true if we really, really visualize them and want them. I'll give a story for my, uh, from relatives of mine. I mentioned it earlier a few times on the show. I had wonderful grandparents. Unfortunately, all of them are deceased by now. And one of my grandparents lived in Russia, in Moscow. And he could barely make a living. Why? Because he never wanted to break the Sabbath, even though it was illegal to keep Sabbath, Shabbat in communist Russia because religion was banned. He never worked on Shabbos. And he had 13 kids. Actually 14, but unfortunately the oldest boy died um, from sickness and starvation and malnutrition in the middle of World War II. He had 13 children. In Russia, while barely making a living. Now... Who has thirteen kids when they can barely make a living? Who tries to keep Shabbos in a place that you're the only person in fifty miles in all directions who doesn't work on Shabbat? Who tries to stay religious in a place that religion is totally dead? He writes in his biography that when his autobiography that when he was younger and he, he all his friends left Judaism and they would literally pull his payot, his sideburns, and sit there saying, "Loser, what are you doing with your life?" Move with the times. And he would say, no, 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 no. One day I'll get out of here. For 20 years, he raised his family in Moscow, from 1945 to 1966. Always dreaming one day he's going to leave the, uh, Russia. And in 1966, he left. He finally got permission. And his whole family, after uh, f- first 10 of his children came out, and then the other three came out within a year or two, and everyone came up. And his dreams were vindicated. He had 13 children, raising families, had 125 grandchildren, 125 grandchildren, four or 500 great-grandchildren spread out on every single corner of the planet. You know, often I ask people, why don't you have a ch- another child? And they sit there saying, Ash, the world is a terrible place, man. Do you want to bring a child into this world? And I'm like, dude, if anyone had that attitude in previous generations, none of humanity would be here. My mother was number 12 out of 13 in her family. So if my grandfather believed that he would be stuck in Russia forever and he would never create a future, he would never, never have my mother. I wouldn't be here. he believed now it was against all odds because nobody got out of Russia remember these are Stalin's times I don't know if you know anything about Russian history but that was a tough place it was a, if you think North Korea is a big jail I mean R- Russia was a huge jail standing in long lines just to get some bread barely eking out a living and the living conditions as you can imagine weren't pretty large large family sickness, and danger, and antisemitism, and everything else. And he never gave up on the world. He never gave up, and he believed that one day it would come out. I take such inspiration from people in the days of the Holocaust who would decide to get married and start a family. And some of them survived, and many of them didn't. But they never stopped dreaming of a better world. They never said that now the world is going to the dogs, it's over. And unfortunately, it's becoming too common for people to sit there saying, Gosh, what kind of future am I going to have? What kind of future are my kids going to have? And you're like, you have no idea. You didn't know a week ago that Mugabe would be kicked out of his own party. I guarantee you, you didn't know. And two years ago, you had no clue that Donald Trump would be president. And five years ago, you never thought that Brexit would happen. And you have no idea who's going to win the, the Premier League. You have no idea about anything. And you have no idea what the stock market's going to happen. We have no idea. But we can dream of a beautiful world. And please God, it happens. Think good it will be good. One thing you could learn is if, if you have confidence in the future, then the future rarely disappoints. But if you have pessimism in the future, unfortunately, that can become your future. We create with our thoughts our own futures. And there's too many people thinking that the world is going to the dogs, that the world is falling apart, that everything's terrible. Nonsense. Stop thinking that, because unfortunately, that can become your personal reality. But you can visualize a, and dream a much better world, and that will become your reality. History has shown that, if, that, that good dreams outlive bad, bad dreams. Sometimes it takes 50 years, 30 years, 100 years, but goodness always prevails. And the more we dream, the more people there are that dream of goodness, the more goodness has a chance to prevail. So yes, you know, often the crazies, the ones with the wild ideas are the ones that get the biggest platform, even in the local politics. Often it's people with the craziest ideas who get the most airtime, and we sit there thinking that that's where the world is going. But if the people with good ideas and good dreams have the courage to dream louder and more confidently, then that can become the future of our country. And there are more good people in this country than not good, by far. All it takes is for the good people to start dreaming out loud instead of saying, this is the country we want for ourselves. We want to live up to the rainbow nation. We want to live up to the dream of, 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 of our democracy. We want to live in the, uh, under one God, united with respect. We want that. And if we dream that, then that becomes a reality. So instead of letting the conversation be hijacked by the crazies, by the radicals, by the small-minded, by the simplistic solutions to complex problems kind of people. Let the people with bigger dreams start and healthier dreams start dreaming. Instead of just hearing statistics of more families falling apart and more families falling apart and more parents not talking to their children and more decay within the social fabric of community, let's dream of a better better reality and then slowly but surely regain that space. The world needs happier and healthier families. The world needs a good message. People need it. Visualize it. Dream it. Talk about it. Enough of the negative talk. We should all make a resolution as we go into holidays in a few weeks' time to try to come out of holidays with a better approach to life. Stop being so depleting. Stop being so negative. Stop thinking that the that the that bad wins. It doesn't. It often has small victories, but it never wins in the end. And the more people that dream of a good world, the bigger chance and most def- not only a chance. It's definite that the good will win. A world that dreams of utopia is a world that will become utopia. But a world that sits there feeling sorry for itself, not having kids anymore, because what kind, what kind of world is this? What kind of world is this? This is whatever world you want it to be. And you want it to be a beautiful world? Dream of it. Make it happen. And have a little more confidence in God that he knows what he's doing. Here on 101.9 Chai FM. You're listening to the Farbrengan with Rabbi Levi Avzan on 101.9 Chai FM. So let's go all the way back to the beginning, DJ. We have to have dreams. Daydreams. Dreams of a better world, but more importantly, dreams of better lives for ourselves. We're told that a person who wants to bring the redemption, wants to bring utopia, has to start living utopia in themselves, and that brings the utopia for the whole world. The more of us who are filled with positivity, the more of us who dream of better lives for ourselves and then start implementing it, the more of us who see positivity in the world and go chase it rather than focus on the negativity, the better the world becomes. Stop telling me everything terrible. You talk to people about what's going on in Zimbabwe. Yeah, but but this, but that. Fine, it's not perfect. What are you trying to say? So the, so the 90% of good is not good because the 10% is imperfect? Yeah, your life isn't perfect, and not everything is exactly great, but you can't appreciate how amazing things are? South Africa's terrible. Nonsense. Incredible country. I grew up in Brooklyn. Most people, if I greeted them on the street, they looked at me as if I'm crazy you never stare the person in the eye. Over here, everyone greets me with a smile. Oh, yes, there's a few crazies who do violence. What, 2% of society, 3% of society? Every single day, I meet dozens of people, and then we smile at each other. And we greet each other. Good morning, good afternoon, have a great night, how are you? Do you not see that beauty of this country? You call it a European country and start smiling to everybody and see how it goes. You walk down new york uh, in New York and start greeting everybody and see what they look what are you looking at this incredible place. Oh, you want to focus on the little violence uh, yes, uh, there was a break in and unfortunately, there was a murder well yeah life is far from perfect unfortunately it 's going on all over the world there's mass shootings in the United States. A bunch of crazies, uh, you know, in, in Europe and God knows where else. There's a lot going on. But if you want to look for goodness, sheesh, it's an incredible time to be alive. People are free in this country. People are creating miracles for themselves. People are dreaming. Some of the dreams are crazy, but most of the dreams are beautiful. So let's change our attitudes. Dream of a better life for yourself. DJ, dream of great relationships with your kids. Dream of a a wonderful spouse. Dream of a healthy and happy life around you. And dreams come true. All you have to do is just have a dream and try to make sure it's a good one. Wishing you all a great day. We finish off by this beautiful m- m- song about dreams. It doesn't have the word, I think, but it's, it's all about dreams. One by one on 101.9 Chai FM, Miami Boys Choir. Signing off, please God, next week on Chai FM.